Hi everyone, Tiffany here with a super quick note that this podcast was recorded as part of a previous bundle season. That means that the dates that you're about to hear for the bundle, well, they're no longer correct. If you're interested in seeing what the dates are for this year's sale, please visit thebellydancebundle.com. There you'll find all the up-to-date information on our upcoming bundle. While the dates may be wrong and the class mentioned here isn't available through us any longer, many of our guests still have their courses available for purchase individually, so please do feel free to click through to their offerings and take a look. You're going to want to check it out after hearing how brilliant they are. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. I'm your host, Tiffany. These last couple of weeks have been a whirlwind. The 21 Days of Belly Dance Challenge has been going strong, and there have been over 1,000 posts about the challenge since we announced it. Can, can you all get more amazing? Because I'm not sure that you can. That is a level of dedication. The listeners, the followers of the challenge, you guys are unbelievable. And all of this ties right back into this year's bundle. The challenge gives you a snippet, you get some more info through the podcast on the subject, and then, if you're interested, the whole class is available through the bundle. And let's be honest, you're interested. You can check out thebellydancebundle.com dance to see the courses that today's guest, Florence, is putting into the bundle. Florence is just superb. There are several times during this chat where my brain melted some seriously good tips to follow on finding your style and how to approach your dance. Hello dancers and welcome to Yala Rocks, the belly dance podcast that helps you design your personal practice. Today we're here with Florence Leclerc. Florence, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here and I managed to do all of that without giggling. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Everyone who's listening, uh, Florence and I, we had the giggles a little bit there before we started. We weren't sure we were going to make it, but we did it. Yes. We're here. We can be serious now. <laughs> we can. We can do this. <laughs> so Florence, since this is your first time on the podcast, I would love to know a little bit about your backstory. How did dance take over? as it does, right? How did you kind of get to this place where we're going to talk a lot about your style today. So I'd love to like give us the the intro on how you started to get into all of this and into your style. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, I did the little ballet when I was young, three years of ballet. Then I stopped dancing uh, for many years and I started back at 14. I wanted to Actually, I wanted to do trapeze, trapeze, <laughs> circus, but they told me not. <laughs> I don't know why. Like they thought I was not strong enough. So they put me in a contemporary class, which I enjoyed too. It was really great. And then um, I discovered belly dance. And so I always wanted to try oriental dance. I saw 
a dancer um, when I was younger and I really was impressed and intrigued, intrigued by uh, this dance. So I told myself I would try one day. And then I had the opportunity when I was in high school, finishing my high school to try a free class. And it was just, wow. It was just like, you know, when you feel like it was in my body already, just someone had to tell me how to get it out. That's how mm. I felt after the first class. And then, so I just started to take classes from, from there. Um, and I, it was my passion. It was like the real new thing, you know, for me. So I had my little <laughs> side job, you know, like student job, and I would put all my money in my classes and be part of the troupe. I was with Denise Enan, an Egyptian teacher in Ottawa Gatineau. Um, and from there, I was actually um, studying in theater at that moment. So I always liked all the, you know, the art scenes, like the, everything, like music and singing and playing, you know, all kind of stuff, uh, but not. I never really studied in that. And then I chose to go in college uh, in the, in theater. But then after that two years, I didn't felt really ready to jump into like university in theater. And I was still dancing on the side. So uh, I discovered someone talked to me about the college degree in dance that was uh, in Montreal. And at that moment, it was like a revelation for me. Like it, I felt like, <laughs> like everybody had, um, you know, lied to me. <laughs> in you a can way get a that, degree in dance? Yeah, exactly. Because all my dance teachers, most of them, like they had, you know, other jobs. They were doing this on the side in, in the evenings and everything. So I was like, wow, okay. I don't know why, you know, I just never thought it was possible. But even, even if... I was uh, studying in theater, so I could have made that link, but I didn't. <laughs> so I don't know. It was for me, it was like, like a part, you know? So, so then the moment I saw, I, I knew this, I just jumped in and I moved to Montreal and I did my degree in dance. So I, we were doing ballet and contemporary dance at that moment. And I was looking for a new ballet dance teacher. Uh, and it took me maybe two, three years to find someone that I really liked. Uh, and then we became friends and then she asked me to replace her and so I started to teach um, more there and I really enjoyed teaching like from the beginning I really felt like I wanted to teach that was something like I think it was bringing me so much joy and I felt so good that I really wanted to to share this from the beginning and now knowing that it could be a job was like it clicked in my head it was like oh my god well that's the job I want to do so the moment like opportunities you know some doors opened to, for me to teach so I, I just started doing this and I was teaching in so many uh, so many schools and just I wanted to live from dance from from there on so um, so yeah so I, I I started to do some you know competitions I discovered the festivals and all the, the Egyptians and Lebanese teachers and I was just so amazed by by all the possibilities because I didn't know you know what was possible so I was discovering that that world and on the side I kept on doing some contemporary dance and I still do uh, once in a while I try to, to keep in touch with that with that style and that way of moving so of course there's a lot of um, influence from this in my dance today and uh, I started to do also a little bit of mime um, I really love mime and I haven't done a lot so far, but I, it's something I really want to dive more into. And uh, what I like, like, I don't know 
maybe it's the same word in English, but they say like the l'éloquence du mouvement, the eloquence, 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 eloquence. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. The eloquence of the movement. So like how the body is expressing himself a lot, you know, and it's, it's, for me, it's so connected with dance. So this is influencing me a lot, even if I, it's not in my body so clearly, the mime right now, like the ideas that I learned from it, the, the perspective, let's say from, from this and my experimentation with it too, I would say it's, it's another thing that is really like, that I plug in, like, conscious and unconsciously in in my dance style today um so yeah so so i just kept on teaching and i started performing in restaurants weddings and you know festivals and, and everything so then it's just like the moment i felt like i want to dance all the doors opened so for me it's just i just kept on going through the doors you know <laughs> like i'm like as long as doors are opening you know why not so i feel lucky in a way i don't know if it's luck but because i've worked for you know to to do this and to keep myself on track because it was difficult in the first 10 years let's say <laughs> it was uh you know difficult to stay on track to to keep myself like you know, not wanting to do something on the side because when it was not going well, let's say financially, for example, uh, I was like always, oh, maybe I should have something on the side. You know, I should take some, like now it's time. And every time I was so, so, so sad because I felt like I was giving up. You know, I was like, mm -hmm. I could try once more. You know, I was, I was not dying. I could still eat at that moment. So I was like, okay. <laughs> since I can still eat I can you know try once more and every time I tried I kind of like got stronger in in that belief that yes I can do this and I'm and I don't know if I'm meant to be <laughs> a dancer I guess at least for now that's what I feel so I I just kept on going and going and doors kept on opening so I'm I feel really grateful for this and I met so many great people in the community and uh, and I still do like you are one of them thank you <laughs> and uh yes so I don't know if I answered well you did you absolutely did I think that I like you bringing up like you're not sure if it's luck because you worked on it because I actually um I always feel like luck luck is a mix of doing the work right because if you do the work and you show up then opportunities tend to follow so I feel like it's a mix of that and privilege, right? Like just being able to be in the circles and be in the, in the stratosphere that like gets, gets those doors open for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then putting the work in so that you're there when the door opens, right? Because you can't just like sit around and be like, well, I hope that something happens. Yes, totally. totally. Like that, you know, yeah. you have to put the work in and I love, you know, that, that that seems like what you've been doing right? Like the, ever since you, you took that class and you were like, dance is in my body and it just needs to come out, right? Someone's just showing me how to express it, that you've worked to, to mm -hmm. be there for, for that and mm -hmm. for all of these opportunities to continue moving forward. And I love that you're studying mime. That's so cool. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's different, I guess, but it's so connected and it's so, and there's a really, really good school here in Montreal and it's, it's amazing like they, they have a company like so you can really see like the actual professional minds like what they do how they 
he put it, you know, on on the stage and, and all the process and the creative process and, and improvisation is a big, big, big part of the classes too. So I, I could relate in so many ways with, with what we're doing uh, in our dance. So it was, uh, yeah, it was really, really a great experience. And it's still like in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, do it again. Uh, but, you know, we need to focus and, and choose priorities and this and that but I know it, it's something I'm gonna go back to and I, I'm keeping alive in my head in the back of my mind it's so cool all right so for the bundle this year you are putting in um, a short class on grace and beauty it's a combo driven class and this is the kind of stuff that you release through your patreon on a regular basis right so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about like your patreon what you do there um, so people can see kind of how this fits into the larger picture of Florence on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yes, totally. So, so yes, I will be releasing exactly like a little part that what would could be on the Patreon. It's not the same mm -hmm. uh, content, but it's the same structure, let's say. So what I uh, usually do on the Patreon is that uh, I have different memberships that people can register depending on their budget and depending on how much time and energy uh, they want and, and content they want to receive. Um, so, so usually what I do, there's like some conditioning videos, there's some drills and there's the combo of the month. So uh, what I will be offering is one combo and the combo is, also, is always uh, presented in three versions. So it can be, let's say it's going like from more easy to more difficult, but actually like I'm doing some little twists and, some, you know, some little different aspects in each that maybe for you, the second version will be more difficult than the third. It really depends the background that each dancer has. So I'm trying to give ideas also of like how to work the same material in different ways through this and the drills are related to the combo that is presented um, so so this is like to have access to all of this usually it's my full training membership that's called uh, so that's where you get all the videos and all the information that I'm releasing on uh, the patreon and my goal with this so it's called the grace and beauty movement academy and my goal with this is to uh, build uh, an evolutionary program. So actually like set that the, in one year we have like three modules. Modules, modules and, yes. Yes, so with each module is, is uh, four months and we have like a big like general team that each month is going to be focused on this in different ways. So we kind of could keep track of like this team um, right now, for example, it's the, the, the last module of the year uh, and it's um, quality of movement and energies, for example, when we had like speed and agility uh, before, and we had coordination too. Um, coordination yes at the beginning of the year uh so so it's all themes that are really related to my way of working in oriental dance and uh which is i, I like to, to to say it as grace and beauty it's it's, it's kind of like uh really encompasses em encompasses thank you <laughs> Uh, what I do, uh, because I really work a lot with uh, harmony, let's say, like beauty, it's, it's harmony, something harmonious for the eye, um, and coordination and fluidity is, is all part of this. So I'm really, really working on 
the whole body, the body as a whole, let's say. Uh, that's what I like. That's what I like to, you know, to see a body alive, not just like accents and movements. I want to see, you know, feel the, the breath, the soul going through the body, through the movements, because of the movements. So um, that's a bit my idea. So in each combination, in each uh, content that I'm, that I'm giving through this, I'm really trying to pass this through. Uh, so, so the dancers can experiment this for themselves and, and train with this whenever they, they want and, uh, and feel. I, it's funny because when I've seen you dance, when I've watched your dances, I, I always thought of you very graceful, very elegant, right? But having you describe your style a little bit more there and say that you like to see the whole body alive, you like to see the soul moving through the whole body. And actually like, it just like clicks. Like it's like, that's absolutely what she's doing based like on what I've seen of your dance. It's like, it's like you like opened the shutters for me like into, into the style here. So mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of our episodes this year, and I've talked to some people and these may or may not have come out before, after. So people listening, keep an ear out for the theme. It keeps coming back, but of finding your own style, like within this dance and, and working and instead of just doing the accents or doing things just like your teacher or you know how do you take all these things that you're learning and translate them into how your body expresses it like in in your unique style being a unique dancer mm -hmm. and as someone with with I feel like a unique outlook on the dance right you I've never heard this particular way of describing a whole body movement before I would love to know like your thoughts on like how did you start to develop this as a style and then how can other people start to like take what they're learning right through the bundle through the challenge through workshops and classes that they're taking how can they start to synthesize all of that in to create something for themselves mm -hmm. yeah it's a big question <laughs> it is a big question I've, I've laid it out on the table here's the buffet <laughs> Take whatever you want. Um, so I think, and, and I'm trying to, yes, to bring everything together in my head because it's a process, of course. It's, you know, it didn't click like one day and I became Florence, you know, the <laughs> it, it didn't happen like this. But uh, it, there's some moments, like key moments, I would say, in, in my process, in my, in my career, if I could say, uh, that, that were really yeah, key moments that, that kind of like click something for myself to, to open the path, uh, my own path, let's say. And, and I will always remember one, for example, um, when I was doing, I think it was MBC, uh, is it this MBC in Miami, the Miami Belly Dance Convention oh, yes. uh, competition that I was, I was preparing for. And at that moment, I, I wanted to rehearse and then the big studio wasn't available, but I, I was leaving like in, in two days, you know, so it was my kind of my last rehearsals. So I was stuck in a super small studio to rehearse and I wanted to make, you know, the real thing and everything. So, but I had to work with this. So I was like, okay, what can I do instead of just being mad and, and stressed out? I, I can work on the details. That's what I can do. So I spent like three hours with myself in the super small studio to run my choreography and to really ask myself at every and each moment, for example, my arms, what am I doing with my arms right now? Why am I doing this? Where is my weight also? Am I bending my knees? Am I not like, so all the little details, but I know I spent a lot, a lot of times on arms at that moment. And that 
uh, rehearsal that I had, that practice, it uh, unleashed <laughs> something so strong in me with my arms, for example. And now like people come to me, like dancers come to me for this uh, mainly. Um, but it, I took so much the time and attention with, you know, with a lot of attention to really putting my heart and my energy into this to, and to know what I'm doing, that there's like a way, there's, there's a, something, a, a path that is dropped now that is, yeah, uh, in my body, that there's a connection in my brain and my body. So because this has like released, I can now like breathe and be alive through this because it, it's, it's, let's say it's just coordination. Yes. But then you have to release something because coordination can stay, still stay really technical, you know? So because that, that technical part was like out, you know, I, I released it. Then I was able to embody more my, my body, like in every little details. So I think like that was really a moment. And then of course I kept on working in it and it was not perfect but but it was a moment that i felt like oh my gosh i know what i'm doing right now and i'm not just mm -hmm. doing a choreography i'm feeling the choreography i'm dancing the choreography yeah for me it was it was really a, a switch and it's easy to say but then you know you have to feel it you have to experience it for yourself with yourself not having someone telling you no this and that and this and that this is good you know at some state of your of your process but then you have to to find your own pace and your own moment and your own connection with with your own body let's say um and after that it's a lot of inspiration so watching other dancers i will remember forever valeric molinari uh mm -hmm. like in her purple costume i think she was just back from lebanon and it was just i was seeing her live there and i was just amazed and i saw okay this is beauty this is my definition of beauty my own definition and she's beautiful and it's beauty but for me it really touched something deeply in me that was like this is my yes 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 <laughs> i don't know how to say it it was like and and not just wow it was a beautiful performance of course but it was more than that. In me, I I understood something, but it was not like in my head, you know, it was, I don't know, it, it's stronger and bigger than that. I think a lot of us have had that experience. Like we, like we've seen beautiful performances, you know, mm -hmm. I've seen so many dancers over the years and like, I've seen plenty of amazing, great performances, but there's, there's certain ones that like, they're like tattooed in your brain. Yeah. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's, and you don't remember what it looked like necessarily. Mm -hmm. you remember how you felt exactly mm -hmm. right and like that like for me that was a, a a performance i saw in egypt by one of the girls who came on jte with us it was chudney who's actually in the bundle this year too mm -hmm. and like you know i saw her dance and i went oh wow just like i'm like it's amazing and i have that moment in that feeling mm -hmm. like i remember it right and so yeah. i think we all had this and it goes it does it goes deeper than just seeing a performance and going oh i really like that dancer Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that inspiration and that that feeling in your body of like mm -hmm. how do I take that and what I've learned from this experience and and translate it through my style and my body into my dancing as well because like that's how I want to feel like mm -hmm. I want how I want to make people feel when I do yes. mm -hmm, totally well uh, and another thing that I could add is another um experience that I did 
there's a, a contemporary dancer that I, I discovered at some point and I, he has only one video of him in solo on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But then you understand that quality is better than quantity <laughs> because yeah. he only needs one video. Uh, his name is James O'Hara. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know, I was doing research and I just fell on his video and I just found it. And I was so obsessed for a while with his video because for me, he embodied total fluidity, total, total, total fluidity. Um, and of course he's super flexible and blah, 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 but that's not the point. You know, it, it, the, the flexibility is, is, um, is a tool for more fluidity it's yes. not the flexibility that is the main thing you know mm -hmm. i can't say it like this uh it's in service you know it's yes. in service of the fluidity and the the expressivity of his body um and then so i i was so obsessed with this and I, it, this really clicked something with me in me too for fluidity mm -hmm. and then i took the video and i i just like removed all the sections that were for me like <gasps> wow wow, 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 yes, 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 yes. All my yeses from that video of him, I just removed them and I just watch in buckle, you know, like nonstop, <laughs> like those like 10 seconds. Sometimes it was like five seconds, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, this, 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 just watch it, watch, watch, watch. And then I realized, oh, okay, so it's the same for myself. So I took a video of myself performing and I removed all the yeses. Because of course, when you see yourself performing, you're like, Oh yeah, that was great. Oh, this one was better. Oh, this one was not super good. And like, we're not you know, good with videos of ourselves. We're not super good. But then I'm like, okay, but I need to be better to watch myself and to know for this, I need to, you know, this is a, a super good tool to, to be able to film myself or when people film myself to rewatch and, and see what I can get from that video, not just judging myself or being proud or whatever, you know, like there's more than this that I can use. So I, I took this video and I was like saying, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, no, no whatever, you know, like the parts mm -hmm. you, you like the most. And I really removed all the parts that were my yes. And then I watch them again, all the yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, oh, that's the dancer I want to be. That is exactly. Oh, I love you know, that. Like, if I could put like, it didn't make sense, of course, as a choreography or whatever. But I was like, if I just watch these, this is perfect for me, for me. This is the dancer I want to be. So I'm like, oh, wow. So then I am already that dancer. It's there. It's just not consistent. It's not there all the time, but it's there, you know, she's there, <laughs> you know? I like that because too, you can see, like when you pull all your yeses, what's the commonality mm -hmm. in all your yeses, right? Exactly. Like, like perhaps for you, like, oh, my arms are great in all of these things. Mm -hmm. That's why I like them. Mm -hmm. Like it must be a more a part of my style mm -hmm. Totally. for my arms to be Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's something that yes, I've worked on, but it's something that is probably more natural for me too. Yes, so there's that thing too. Is like because the other part. Oh, I know I worked super hard on that part, but it didn't really look super great. So maybe it's not just you know maybe it, it needs probably more work, but maybe it's just not for me. Maybe it's just not it is just not natural. So those are my natural things. So I should highlight them. It didn't mean I don't have 
to work on the rest. Of course, I, I want to still work on everything, but I can highlight those things. And as you say, then it becomes like a, you know, a line that is like, oh, this is the style. So, so I think also style is not so square. Sometimes no. we think it's super square, but I think it's a, it's like a wave. Like you're kind of like going through this area of movement or, you know, colors and, you know, and feelings and shapes and mm -hmm, yes, mm -hmm, all of this. Yes. Oh this. man. So for me, th that was, you know, those are like key moments, I would say that, that really helped me to kind of get more and more and more precise and, and not just, yeah, watching for watching, but really thinking what, what am I watching? Why am I watching it? And what can I get out of it? you know, from it. And, and I think, I know I am a very, very, very visual person. So that's also why maybe like the videos and things like this and works for me. But I, I think it's just, when it, we have so many tools. I think it's just like finding your own tools and uh, yeah, and seeing what's best for you. So yeah, to try. I, I have, there's so many things that you've said in the past couple of minutes that I want to like talk for a whole other half hour on. <laughs> I don't want to just keep going. I'm going to, I'm, you're going to come back on the podcast. We're going to talk about more things. Um, but for now, I want to talk, I want to, that last point, let's go deeper a little bit there and then we'll, we'll close up. So we don't take up too much more people's time today. Right. I love finding your tools, right? You found the tool that works for you as a visual person and like this strategy may or may not work for other people, but I think it's such a great experiment, such a great thing to try and see, because that's what it's all about, right? Is experimenting. And how many other tools have you tried over the years that didn't have this same, like, you know, as pulling out these pieces of video did for you, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's experimenting and all of those things. So as a visual person, right, as someone who has gone through a lot of this and and had some revelations through the process for people who are listening who are also visual learners is there something you would have them go do in their practice now that would help them move forward in their dance i would say yes i would say to try it it would be really great because even if we're able like we said before like seeing ourselves in video is hard for everyone, I think more or less <laughs> for, for some people. And, and so, so just to be able to videotape yourself, then to watch that video, <laughs> then to watch it with love, knowing that you're learning, that you're in process, you know, that's, that's another thing. And, um, and, and then to, to learn to be, I, I try to tell myself, you know, I have many hats. So I'm like, okay, now I'm not Florence the dancer. Now I'm Florence the choreographer. What is working and what is not? Even if it's an improvisation, it doesn't matter, you know? Just like uh, the one that is watching right now is a choreographer or the director of the company, whatever, <laughs> call it mm -hmm. like you want. But, and so the director or the choreographer is saying this works this doesn't, this works and without judgment. It's just like, because you have the intuition of what you want it to look like or you want it to feel like too. And is the feeling, because that's what I hear a lot from dancers is, oh my God, I was feeling it so much. But then when I watch myself, I don't see it. You know, so there's also, it's another whole other subject. But I'm telling you, you're coming back to the podcast. <laughs> 
but how can we connect both you know but that's yeah another thing but um so is what you felt looking like this is a thing you know and that the choreographer knows it and the choreographer doesn't have to you know <laughs> uh you know um I don't know what's the, that word, but like be mean with the dancer because it didn't work. Maybe he didn't explain it well enough for the dancer to understand. I'm just making this up, but you know, it's it's like this duality that we always have as dancers, you know, to be the interpreter, the dancer or the choreographer. And the, even if you're not choreographing, just like the, the one judging if it's good or not good enough or in the wrong direction. So, so to be able to be the choreographer that is loving his dancer, you know, or her dancer and is saying just, okay, this was not right. Why? How can we fix this? How can we, maybe I need to talk to her in that way. Maybe she needs to listen more music. Maybe she needs to, to go out for a walk and do it again. Maybe she needs this. So to think what the dancer needs and, and to kind of like maybe take a step back from yourself. It's not, I'm not judging you right now. I'm trying to help you, you know, and, and, and it's yourself. <laughs> Right. So many people in my head, but uh, you know, it's but true. It's, it has helped me personally so much. The moment I stopped judging myself, yes. the moment I stopped to, I start to sit and say, now this is my role. I am the choreographer. I need to be clear. I need to make choices. I need to this, to that, you know, and then to watch and to tell then to the dancer what she has to do or what she could do to try to make it happen. So, so there's the moment I feel for myself, the moment that I release that tension of, of judgment and, a, and of wanting it so right and I'm so uh, mad at myself or, or mm -hmm. discouraged because I've been working on this for so long and this and that, the moment I let go of this and I just see the movement for, for what it is. And me as a dancer, like I'm here today I was not there yesterday and I will not be there tomorrow. Today it's this, just accepting that today it's that, how can I work with that? What can I make out of that? If that makes sense. So yes, I encourage you a lot to try. It's, that was beautiful, Florence. That was excellent advice. Everyone who's listening, I can't wait for you to try this. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to, to think of it in this way, give it a shot. Cause like, I love the idea of, of separating yourself from it in such a clear way, like separating yourself from it, right? I'm the dancer and the choreographer, because I always tell people, right, that the, the negative things that they hear in their brain, the negative things that they're telling themselves, I like to refer to them as gremlins, right? So like those, mm -hmm. those are like these mean gremlins who are just saying like crap in your head and that's not mm -hmm. you and you can just, you know, like get out of here with that and change the narrative. and this takes that to another place within your dance mm -hmm. too is like you know you have the dancer who loves what they're doing you have the choreographer who loves the dancer mm -hmm. who's trying to help the dancer right and then you've got like this mean person over on the side who's just being a jerk and you're gonna take that person and you're gonna kick them out of the building and yeah, be like sure. right now I am the choreographer and then when you go stand on the dance floor all right as the dancer how do I listen Mm -hmm. to the choreographer also kicking the negative gremlin out of the building mm -hmm. i love this this way of interpreting what we do all the time but kind of unconsciously and all mixed together like actually mm -hmm. pulling it apart and getting into all those details mm -hmm. oh, you've blown my mind <laughs> several times during this podcast i am 
I'm I I don't have words anymore. I feel like adding a little little something. Oh, do it. I may please <laughs> do it. Just keep talking. <laughs> just because it's just a little something. It's I think sometimes, and I'll talk for myself, but probably some people can relate that. Um, like I'm talking like this, the dancer, the choreography, blah blah blah. But at the end, it's our ego that needs to go out because our body. Also true. Our bodies are in service of the dance of the movement, at least for myself. I, in the moment I understood that, and it's not me that is not, at, it's not right. It's just, I need to release something or to change something for my body to be more of service of this dance, to be available, yes? So it's not about me being a good dancer and blah, blah, blah. It's about me, am I able to be a good tool, let's say, for the dance to go through me to express what the, I don't know, what my intuition or what, whatever has to be expressed in the world and, and in a way it's really that my my belief with grace and beauty it's, it's that we need to see grace and beauty we need to unleash that to release that in the world and and for us to be able to do this we have to to open up you know to release something in ourselves and the ego ego has to go out <laughs> take a long long walk <laughs> come back and, later yes, please. it's Thank okay you. It's, it has to be there sometimes but you know <laughs> i think most of the time <laughs> it's just it should move away but yeah i don't know if i just wanted to add this because yes. it's not about us you know it's it's not we need to open up i think then see the larger picture because it's we're so inspiring each other when we're able to make it not only just about us, you know, to make it bigger than that. Oh man, Florence, thank <laughs> you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for being here today and uh, blowing my mind, hopefully blowing the minds of our listeners as well. Tell people where can they find you on the internet? Where can they learn more from you? How can they, can they follow all the things that you do? Because I don't, if anybody's not doing that right now, you got that's what you should be doing on your phones while you're listening is typing in whatever Florence tells you in this moment and hitting the follow button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think the easiest way is uh, Facebook or Instagram. I have my pages Florence Danseuse Orientale uh, that you can find, and I also have my website Florence Dance in French, so it's an S instead of a C. dot com. Um, yeah, those are the, the best way to, uh, to find me. Out excellent. There. excellent. Excellent. I'll link all of that up in the show notes, everyone. So you can grab links straight to her Instagram, to her Patreon, to her website, all of the great places that you can find Florence on the internet. And Florence, I have one last question for you, uh, yes. to end on a humorous note. If we, if you have a story for us, where is the strangest place that you have ever danced? Hmm. Practice counts. I was teaching in a festival one day and uh, the place where we were doing the show, the final show, uh, had no uh, exact space, like there was no loge like uh, specific for, for us. And really there was so many students and dancers and like so many things happening everywhere. And I was with a fellow dancer and we're like, oh my God, we cannot, we cannot just change right here like it was so weird the way it, it was done so so we went out like to find a place for ourselves to to be able to change and have some privacy and some you know time to to, to focus <laughs> because everyone was running around so we finally found a space but it was like you know like the 
I don't know, it's a, not the janitor space, but you know, a place where like all the, in French it's débarras, like, you know, all the things that you don't need or want and they're like all over the place and like, it's not super, it's a bit dirty and it's a bit this and that, but there was a, a door closing, you know, so. And it was quiet. <laughs> and, the, and it was quiet, quiet. So we, we saw this and we're like, oh my gosh, well, it's the only, like if we want privacy and calm, it's the only place. And we were laughing because we were like dressing up, you know, with all the glitters and the makeup and everything, but we had no space. There was like wood there and some dr drill there. And, you know, I don't know, like so many <laughs> weird stuff like and we were like so 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 laughing it was it was not super glamorous but we we had fun you know it was we had super fun at the clash you know from the super makeup everything and and the rest was uh was funny so it was not exactly dancing it was preparing i'm sure you guys were warming up in there uh-huh <laughs> I want to see the face of the yeah. person who saw you guys come out of that closet. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, wait a minute. What is, where are what? they from? <laughs> That's the janitor's closet. Like, what is this? Just weird stuff in there. What is happening? Uh -huh. <laughs> Laurence, thank you so much for being part of the bundle this year. Thank you so much for your time and for being here and sharing your journey with us and your experiences in a way that I think will really help a lot of dancers um, moving forward in, in their own practice and in their own journeys. You're very welcome. Thank you for the invitation, Tiffany. It was great. Everyone, thanks so much for your time and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Do you have words anymore? Because I, I don't, I don't, that was, that was, that was amazing. I love the idea of separating the choreographer from the dancer and the idea that you're already the dancer you want to be pulling those clips that are the, that dancer from your performance. Holy crap. There is a meteoric mindset shift here that can do nothing but help you in your dance if you accept it. And it circles right back around to what I say all the time. You are enough. Think about it. If you're already the dancer you want to be, if these clips in your dance are already showing you that you're that dancer, that means you've already hit it. You're already enough. You've already done it. Now the question is, how do you make it more consistent, right? How do you make it happen more often? You can come at it from a place of love, of a place of I'm already that dancer, I'm already enough, and then expand and grow with love. I love it. I love this. This episode has been absolutely amazing. If you want to find more about Florence, all of her links, her Patreon, her website, her Instagram, everything is linked up at thebellydancebundle.com slash 46. And if you want to dance a little bit with Florence, you can check out today's 21 Days of Belly Dance Challenge, or if you're listening in the future, on the show notes page that I just mentioned. You can dance even more with Florence through this year's bundle, which goes on sale in less than a week. Check out Florence's contribution and the other 25 pieces of dance content that are available in the dance bundle this year at thebellydancebundle.com dance. Now, which clip are you going to find to chop up like Florence mentioned? You're literally going to butcher this performance. <laughs>